Today's episode of Locked On Spartans is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. On today's show, uh, we're going to talk about Michigan State's loss to Maryland, what the uh, NCAA tournament implications are, and what their path looks like for the next week, and then we are finally going to talk about football transfers. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. This is March. We're, We're back to March. We're back to the madness. We're back to MSU. Losing games by nearly 20 points, we're, we're back to a lot of things, Will. This isn't uh, a happy back that I'm ripping off right now. How much does John Rothstein's I don't, wife, I, girlfriend, partner, boyfriend, whatever, yeah. uh, lampshade that he talks dirty to, how much does that person or thing <laughs> just hate him this time of year? I don't oh. think you can hate someone you don't talk to. Like I just don't think that <laughs> Rothstein is communicated with by whoever he lives with uh, <laughs> during this if five he lives month of March. Yeah, Rothstein. No, this is uh, this side of the microphone is anti John Rothstein. Um, come at me. I know that's a hot take in some circles, but no. Like, I, is I, it? I th- yeah, it depends. People are passionate one way or another. Will it's it's one of those guys. No one's like lukewarm on John Rothstein. It's either like screw this guy or I like th- oh he's the best part of college basketball. Like no, that, I think, that, that ain't the case. I think oh 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 god no oh, no hang with me here. Will I think people like to like make fun of his sayings and stuff. I think that's why people like him. It's an old bit. It's almost like unintentional comedy. That's what I always read. Off All of right. that, you know, Hell in a Cell. Sure. <laughs> thanks, thanks, John. On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, we're going to talk about Michigan State's loss to Maryland, uh, what it means for their NCAA tournament hopes and aspirations, and kind of what the, the path for them is the next few games. I think it's a lot more friendly than people are reacting to. And then, and then we will finally... Talk about some transfers into the Michigan State football program. They had a busy weekend, Matt. Not a bit this time. We actually are going to be talking about it this, yes, this time around. Yes, not a yeah. bit. Yeah. The bit is finally ending. We are going to talk about football transfers. That's the plan for today's show. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single day, five days a week, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Every day. All right. uh, this isn't as fun as it was last week, was it, Will? No, not quite. Yeah. But I don't think I, I'm. I'm going to give my reaction, and then I have some spin zone for the end of the segment. Yeah, some just wild spin zone, some Matt Sheehan esque spin zone. Wow. Well, I'm going to belt myself down to this chair. Then hold on. <laughs> um, I I don't think this loss is annoying and stupid and just like. I know it feels like there's a lot of dread associated with it because you're coming down to the wire and you are squarely like. On the bubble. You are the bubble. Michigan State is the bubble. Mm -hmm. And so that doesn't feel good to watch your team lose. But I don't think it's some, like, (laughs) Bob Winowski, and he wasn't the only one, but a lot of people are like, oh, man, this is a must-win for MSU. Oh, they got to go 2-1, and at least 3-1 and to get into the tournament now. I was like, no, 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 no. And we'll talk about that in a second. This was a wasted opportunity to 
all but punch the ticket to the tournament. Mm-hmm. I think so long as, I don't know, I guess if you get washed by Michigan twice in a row, get washed by Indiana, get washed by Maryland again in, in the Big Ten tournament after winning this game, like, yeah, you could fall out and some bid stealers could pop in there. But this was a road quad one game, and had they won it, like I, I, their resume would have been pretty damn tough for Utah State, for Wichita State, Richmond. for Georgia Tech, for Richmond to yeah. jump over, right? Totally. So that's, that's to me, what they lost was an opportunity to not fully punch their ticket, but all but punch their ticket. Like Maryland, 100% locked in their ticket. They may have done it previously, but they are 100% in now, even if they lose every single game. Like, mm-hmm. right. they're in. Michigan State had the chance to pretty much do that, but not quite. And you know what? They just won back-to-back games against top five teams. Before that, they went on the road in a quad one game and beat Indiana in a a really tough comeback. They had a really great week. Three games, six days, or whatever it was. Four games. Was it four games, seven days? Four games, eight days. Four games, eight days. Yes. Four games, eight days. days. Last one of this swing. Well, not really middle of the swing, but you nah, got to go on the road. Swing keeps going, man. That, that, that's the best. The yeah, swing part. keeps going. It's uh, I don't know. It's almost like a scheduled loss. Like really good Michigan State teams could have gone through that run at Indiana, home Illinois, home Ohio State, went three and zero, and then gone and fallen on their faces against Maryland, who's a good team. Like we've seen really good Michigan State teams fall on their faces in situations like that. So I'm not. I don't know. I'm not. Super worried that they played poorly. They look tired, and that's not going to get better. But the other teams they're playing are going to get to, uh, be tired too. Instead of them playing uh, their third game in a week and Maryland having not played in five days, you know, mm-hmm. slight advantage to the legs there. Uh, but I'm not. I don't know. I'm not overly worried by the performance. It just it made sense that they wouldn't play well today. It was kind of like a, oh, okay, well, they are who we thought they were sort of thing. Like, those were two awesome wins last weekend, but still, you kind of feel like they're more prone to go back to their old ways than they are of, like, breaking out. I mean, even in those games last week where they beat Illinois, Can it be something in the middle, though? I'm sorry to interrupt you. Can it be something in the middle? Yeah, I think they're not going to be top five teams, but, like, you know, top 25 ish, have have a chance against anyone but the top three teams in the country. It kind of feels like. You know, there's a good middle ground there where they're not this terrible abomination, but they're also not going to consistently whoop up on the best teams in the country. Yeah, and I totally agree with that. Yeah, I don't think they're, you know, a bid for a top three seed in the tournament all of a sudden, but I do think that, yeah, there is still some volatility to where this team can come any given yes. night. I mean, this still is a team without, like, a real solid answer at point guard. This is still a team with really, like, no answer at the four. And if it is Gabe Brown playing the four, okay, then if they go super small ball, like, no real answer at the five. I mean, it's still the same thing. themes that we're getting all season. Uh, we saw the slow mm-hmm. start theme pop up again today. Um, and, yeah, I guess the only other concern is that, yeah, this team is going to continue to be playing every other day, seemingly. Like, okay, they get a three-day mm-hmm. break from Thursday to Sunday coming up against Michigan. But, hey, uh, Will, we're going to be doing a preview podcast tomorrow. Like, it, it's it's another 48-hour turnaround. And they looked yeah. dead yesterday in, in yesterday's game against Maryland. Like, the, the front end of the rim at College Park took a <laughs> <Broken>. beating. Took <laughs> a beating. Like, it, it yeah. was just a shot after shot was 
fallen short. So, it, it, like, that is a big concern, too. And just like you said earlier, yeah. I don't want to lament on it any further, but big opportunity, for sure. I would have all but booked mm-hmm. it, but whatever. I mean, we could talk about this next segment and actually dissect the game, but one thing I do want to say is that Maryland just played really good. I mean, I, I know that we're a Michigan State podcast, yeah. and, like, there's a lot to complain about this team. We've done it in the past. For a good reason, I like to think. Um, I kind of not really thinking that that was the issue here. Sure, Michigan State had glaring errors. Um, Maryland just played really, really outstanding. Sure, having weeks off really helps the legs. Um, but great defense, phenomenal uh, start from three point land, and also well the free throw line. Like I'm not here to complain about mm-hmm. the calls and whatnot, but man, like 24 trips to the free throw line and they make 23 of them. Like, whoo, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. that's that's gonna be a tough one to overcome for MSU. So. Yeah, yeah I, I guess I come into this podcast like just bummed that they blew the opportunity, but more of like a hat tip to Maryland sort of guy. Will Matt coming into this game, what would, what would you point at as like some of the biggest issues, or where would you rank these things in terms of issues for Michigan State mm-hmm. uh, turnovers? Where's that for you? Turnovers? Oh, probably like top top five, not top three, like four or five. Like it's a concern for sure, but it's not an MSU basketball season if I'm not worried about turnovers going into late March, sure. early February. Uh, they had eight. They had eight turnovers, thirteen point six turnover percentage. They did a really good job taking care of the ball against Maryland. Uh, what about defensive rebounding, Matt? I don't think too concerned. I mean, compared to other. Are teams. you sure? No, I'm not sure. Now that you say it in that tone. Hit me. I mean, they're the they're the they're they ranked eleventh uh, in the Big Ten in defensive rebounding. Yeah, it's not twelfth. Coming there so, we go. Coming into that game, they've been getting killed on the glass in Big Ten play. Uh, Maryland only had three offensive rebounds. Two of the things that have mm-hmm. cost them many games this year: turnovers and rebounding. Didn't in this game. They just uh, here's some good numbers for you from two. Matt on two point shots. 11 for 29, 38%. Brilliant. On three-point shots, 8 for 28, 29%. Maryland, 50% from three, 96% on 24 free throw attempts. Like, yeah, them getting to the line 24 times, not great. Them hitting 23 free throws on 24 attempts, that's some bad luck, certainly. Um, Yeah, Michigan State missed a bunch of shots, and Maryland hit a bunch of shots. And, like, to the extremes, the things that – kill this team, have killed this team all year long, weren't really there. Like, hey, hey Matt, where hey, do you think well, Michigan State, where do you think Michigan State, excuse me, coming into this game ranked in opponent three-point percentage in Big Ten play? Where do you think they ranked? My guess would have been like middle of the pack, like eight or nine, probably on the better Number end. one. Okay. Number well, one. Well, They had the <laughs> very best three-point defense coming into this game, and Maryland hit eight of 16 yeah. on threes. It was a funky game. It's not statistically uh, emblematic of what this MSU team has been all season. Their struggles uh, weren't really there. They just missed a bunch of shots. Like, yeah, the three-point shooting certainly is something. Like, they haven't been good at from three all year, and they were bad from three in this game. Um, but the rebounding turnovers weren't an issue. They couldn't stop three-point shooting, which they've been great at all season. Yeah, they sent teams to the line too much, and Maryland got to the line too much. But there were a ton of reasons why they lost this game. I don't know. I, I, I'm i not super-duper worried about it just yet. And let me check the time. Real quick here. The rest thing matters. It really does. Maryland had a full week off coming into this game. Uh, Indiana 
and Michigan State. Indiana played on Saturday, Michigan State played on Sunday, so that's pretty much similar rest there, and Indiana has played um, not quite as many games, but they played a lot of games lately as well, and then Michigan, of course, is playing two games against Michigan State, so they'll be on the same rest as them there, and Michigan has to play Illinois on Tuesday, so um, Michigan actually has a more difficult lead-up game into those two games, so yeah, they, they will be tired these next few games, but their opponents will be similar tired as them, whereas Maryland had a full week rest, and Michigan State played three games since Maryland played their last game. Makes yep. a difference. Clearly, uh, we saw it today. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to do spin zone to start the next segment, and then Love we'll do it. the NCAA tournament hopes, because it actually has something to do with that. But first, a word from Bad Online. Dot A-G. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers award shows. Hope you got your golden goals bet in. Can't uh, believe that show won, Matt. Whoa, crazy! That was not. I called TV it though. Sh- I called it. Yeah, yeah. They also have TV shows, reality TV that you can bet on. They have real time updated odds and prop bets on almost anything you can. Imagine Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. One word, Locked On, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. We're covering everything you need to know about Michigan State, but what about the rest of the sports? Well, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Spin Zone. Yeah, take me away. I can't wait for this one. First, I want to say I feel like in that first segment I was nice to, to MSU. It's. I still want to say like Not so it's a fast, very deeply, friend. it's a very deeply flawed roster, and it's still very much like a bubble team. Oh yeah. Um, but this didn't loss didn't make me think like, hey, this team could play really well. Like I, I'm not forgetting, I'm not forgetting what they just did against Illinois and Ohio State in the second half against Indiana, just because they farted and landed on their face on the road. Fourth game, eight days. You know, it makes sense to me. Anyway, spin zone. Mm-hmm. Matt, this this loss to Maryland, it was a good loss. It was what are you a very good loss. Do you want to know why? I would love to know why. <laughs> I did not think that this is where you're going to go, but okay. Uh-huh. All uh-huh. right, okay. This alternate universe, they just beat Maryland, right? Yeah. F- followed up, beat Indiana. Mm-hmm. Maybe they get one against Michigan, maybe they don't. Okay. Let's say they get one in the Big Ten tournament, though. So you got road win, Maryland, home, Indiana. And let's say they beat Wisconsin in the Big Ten tournament. I'm struggling how couple this of, is a bad scenario here. Hold yeah, on. Okay, hold on. Okay, couple, okay. Of, couple of quad one wins. And even if they beat Michigan, whether they beat Michigan or not, or maybe they just keep it close both times. Matt. I, th- I think I know where you're going. That, that, team's, that team's in the tournament, right? Mm-hmm. That team is comfortably in the tournament. What seed do you think that team gets? Are you are you saying that they would be an what eight or a seed? nine seed? Eight or a nine what seed? seed? <laughs> they would be an eight or a nine seed. <laughs> and you know who they wouldn't get matched up against in the second round? Michigan or Ohio State. You know who they would get? Uh, the Baylor Death Machine or the Gonzaga Death Machine. Either the Baylor Death Machine or the Gonzaga yeah. Death Machine. Although buddy, Baylor took a hard L over the weekend. Well, so. 
vulnerable to buddy, that's a, no, I know. that is that is a almost guaranteed second round exit shades of miles bridges uh freshman year when mm-hmm. they had uh, mm-hmm. the the kansas wagon uh, yeah. in the second round yeah. which eventually got exposed yeah. very quickly after but at the time yeah. did not feel so, great yeah you uh you lose this game you beat indiana you lose both to michigan you win one in the big 10 tournament maybe two what's that matt 10 seed, 11 seed. Yeah, or a nice weekend in, oh, I was going to say Dayton, but yeah. they're not doing the whole Dayton thing No, this there's time. no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> virtual Dayton. Yeah. Well, a nice sunny vacation Matt, in virtual Dayton. Matt, who do, uh, who do 11 seeds play? Now, see, you're asking me to do a lot of thinking. They play, but 13 seed? No, 13, what did I just say? Uh, four, six? four seeds. Six. six seeds? Six seeds. Are you scared of a six seed? No, not Purdue. necessarily. You, no. Oh, no, I'll, I'll I'll feign confidence that we could beat Purdue. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> what about three seeds? Um, you know, are doable, you worried about doable. worried about three seeds? No, but sure. You know, well, and also like... th- there's usually always one three seed that falls in the tournament too. So oh, you yeah. got a 25 percent chance uh, yeah. if you win your game. You're gonna be seed. facing a 14 seed. Yeah, you got Lehigh coming down the pipeline. Yeah, uh, yeah there yeah. we go. Yeah, are you worried about uh, you worried about Loyola, Matt? Three seed Loyola. No, probably not. Probably not. I, I think the Sister Jean Magic Warrock after one year. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> no, they're 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 fine. They're they're a fine team. Here's your three seeds: Iowa, Houston, Kansas, Arkansas. You scared of those teams? Iowa doesn't necessarily tickle me, um, just because they we saw what happened when they visited East Lansing. Mm-hmm. Almost beat them at their place, though. That did happen. Good times. Good times. So, so calculated just, loss is what you're saying. I, I, I like. This I'm well. just saying. I would rather be a 10 or 11 mm-hmm. than an 8 or a 9. You seem fairly confident that they will find a way to get this done and go to the tournament, which I think, I guess, just is a perfect segue uh, into the tournament conversation. Like, how do they get sure. there? You had a tweet earlier today, which I thought painted the picture as easy as it possibly could have painted things. Yeah, I'm going to read that tweet. Are you ready? Please, please do, yeah. Okay. Yeah, me, strategic losses with a team that very, very well might not make the tournament. Oh, they could very easily go 0-4. They can go 3-1 <laughs> this week, but they could also very easily go 0-4. So yeah. say, hey, calculated loss is actually a good thing. It's like, oh, boy. Okay, well, yeah. love the moxie, man. <laughs> All right. This includes a single Big Ten tournament game. So okay. three regular season games in one Big Ten tournament game. All right. My best guess on NCAA tournament situations for Michigan State, a 1-3 finish. They are probably out unless one of the wins is against Michigan. Then on Sunday, probably sweating it out. We'll see, but there's certainly a sweat on Selection Sunday. Sure. If they go 2-2, two and two, this uh, this next scenario I think is the most likely. Um, if they go 2-2 two and two and they beat Indiana or and either Rutgers, Maryland, or Wisconsin in the Big Ten tournament, mm-hmm. so it, it does depend who you're matched up against, it's a Sunday sweat. But they probably squeak in as like the last or second to last team in the tournament. So it's a win over Indiana, and then they win the Big Ten tournament game. Uh, they'll get in barely, though. I think mm-hmm. if they go two and two, and any one of those wins is over Michigan, pencil it in. They're in. Yeah, they're in. Yeah. I think they are absolutely in if they beat Michigan one time, and <clears throat> you know. An IU win at home is going to be a quad two win. It's not going to be a big deal. But say, you know, they beat Michigan and then they play Maryland first round of the tournament and beat them. 
that's going to be two additional quad one wins. One of them is going to be an extremely phenomenal win if they beat Michigan. Totally. That's the thing. Rutgers, Maryland, and Wisconsin at the Big Ten tournament, those will all be neutral court games. Those would all be quad one games. If they play Minnesota, uh, if they play Penn State, I don't think they have a chance to play Penn State. Maybe. Um, Oh, if they play Indiana, Minnesota, Penn State in the Big Ten tournament, those won't be a quad one game. So you want Rutgers, Maryland, or Wisconsin in the Big Ten tournament. So two and two with a win over Michigan, they are in, and obviously anything better than that. They are in. Because there's a lot of chatter like, oh, MSU needs to go 3-1 and one to make the tournament. It's like, nope. ah, that is, no, I got nope. a very hard time believing that. Okay, so it makes me feel a lot better that you also agree yeah. with that as well. Almost almost any 2-2 two and two will get them in. Anything better than that's going to get them in. Yeah, I think anything better. 3-1 three. Three definitely, like, that, that bypasses you through the first four. Like, that gets you in-in. Yeah, nice. they're probably a 10 seed if they go 3-1. and one. Yeah, right. Because that'll mean they beat Michigan once. <laughs> um, exactly. 1-3, and three, if you beat Michigan, is like the hairiest situation. Because that'll give you a loss to Indiana at home. It's a yeah. quad two loss. It's not great. And it'll give you a Big Ten tournament loss, which is, you know, another quad one loss, but still not great. But I don't know. If you beat Michigan on the road, like it might be enough to – to propel them in just just win two like i i, I yeah. feel very comfortable with two and maybe that's like a foolish mm-hmm. thing but like i feel pretty comfortable with two so just please just just win two i beg you <laughs> nothing becomes like literal must win like if they lose they're out unless they lose to indiana and then lose to michigan the first game mm-hmm. then i think if they lose they're out because they can't go 0 and 3 in these next three games and win a Big Ten tournament game and get in, right? Correct. Then you got to, like, you got to run the table in the Big Ten tournament. And then if you win your first Big Ten tournament game, you're going to have a chance to play Illinois or Michigan again. <laughs> so get ready for another big opportunity. Like, they, they're going to have a lot of chances. Um, and I think pretty much any combination of two. We'll get them in. This sucks, man. <laughs> this is, this it does. This, this is why they had to beat Maryland, but man, like it was very clear from the start, quite literally from the start, that it was just not going to work <laughs> today. It was, just, it was not their day. Oh, yeah. man. Well, I hate this. This is the worst. This is the worst. Like, oh, man. They could have just lost both games last week and we wouldn't even be talking about it anymore. Wouldn't that be better, Will? No, that's a. Please uh, don't take that seriously, anyone. But. Oh well, this is this isn't good. This isn't healthy. It's not. I'm scared. It's not. I'm scared. Well, can I say that I'm scared? I'm scared because I I know that they're prone to lose to Indiana. I know that Indiana's actually hot trash though, but <sighs> they've been hot trash the last two three years when they beat us every single time we played them. And uh, I don't know some mm-hmm. about that. Just Indiana juju really just bothers me. I I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Well, uh, one more scenario per. Torvik. Do you know what Torvik is? Yeah, I know. It's for smart people. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, it's just like a projection thing. Good bracketology. Mm-hmm. This is without the conference tournament. Okay. So if MSU goes 3-0, and they're, they're on the 7 line. If they're 2-1, and they're an 8 or a 9. Okay. 1-2 one and, one and with a win over Michigan, they're in as an 11. They're one of the last teams in. Perfect. 
one and two with a win over Indiana. Mm-hmm. First team out. So Big Ten oh, tournament no. could get him back in. Okay. 0-3, 11th team out would need to make probably you probably have to win two Big Ten tournament games. Yeah. So pretty much uh, no matter how we shake it. Yeah. Two wins. Two yeah. wins. God, I just always two go wins. back to that stupid Purdue game at Bruson Center whenever we have these conversations, man. Like just don't blow a 21 point lead next time. Like that that seems uh, Yeah, I know. Oh well. I know. It happened 2 months ago. This is where we are. Yep. This is where we are. Speaking of where we are, we are in the middle of transfer season. Yeah, we are, baby. Yeah. Who was the, the fella on Twitter that reached out to us? I think it was like 49 or Spartan fan or something like that. He was like, you have 48 hours something to talk like football transfers. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Take that, mother bleeper. <laughs> All that we knew was just a Michigan State basketball loss to talk about the treasure trove of transfers heading our way. Yeah, so we'll do that. We'll talk about Michigan State's football transfers in a minute. But first word from Bill Barr. Build Bar. I miss who needs Build Bars for Tuesday, man. Oh, they yeah. They need to refuel protein up with some Built Bars. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. 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 It's true. And and the new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious. Check out the crispy bars, Matt. They are yes. fantastic. Absolutely phenomenal. There are 18 standard flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake peanut butter, mint brownie, toffee almond, and many, many more. They're all fantastic, and they are covered in 100% chocolate, and they are soft and easy to chew, and they're not just delicious on your taste buds, Matt. But they're They're delicious delicious on the body. They're delicious on the body. They are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Great for a keto diet. Oh, is that right? How about that? Yeah, like right. the cookies and cream bar, Matt. Oh, hit me. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams net carbs. You are not going to beat those numbers with your protein bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKDOWN20. It's a new code, LOCKDOWN20, all one word, yeah. and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKDOWN20 for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Lockdown's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the league. You can get picks and previews in season, out of season. They're going to be talking about free agency coming up, the draft coming up, all sorts of good stuff like that. Get the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, wherever you get your Podcast. Okay, Matt, Michigan State. Yeah. Loading up on transfers. Loading uh, up. They are. The football Spartans will. Let's go. The Michigan State football Spartans added not one, Matt, mm-hmm. but two defensive backs this weekend from the transfer portal. That's big time. That's nice. And we still haven't even like dove into like the third one that we've also added this transfer season two and Chester Kimbrough yeah. from Florida. So nice little haul there. Uh, what we lost three in the portal? Is that right? Chris yeah, Jackson, Julian Barnett, and of course some, uh, Davion Williams, and we also lost uh, Shakur Brown as well to the draft. So and mm-hmm. now we're picking up three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We never. We did never get to uh, to Kimbrough. Um, played as a true freshman. 
for Florida, played a decent amount, played a little bit as a true sophomore as well, former uh, top 500 recruit, obviously went to Florida, had offers from a lot of schools, including Alabama, heard of them. I have, yep. Yeah, Georgia, heard of them. Uh, LSU, heard of them. Michigan, heard of them. Mm -hmm. You know, Texas, pretty good. Um, So, yeah, really highly sought after as a freshman or as a, as a recruit played a little bit as a freshman and sophomore and is now at Michigan state. He's someone who I would expect to come in and compete for starting job like right away. Yeah, He's going to be, I wouldn't be surprised. There's a lot to be, there's so many defensive backs now, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but between him, uh, Kalon Gervin, um, oh my God. Montori Foster. What? No. no, Montori Foster's receiver. Yeah, he's a receiver. Angelo Gross. God, Gross. I Thank forgot you, Angelo Gross. Gross. That, that's who it name. was, yeah. <laughs> Montori <laughs> coming off the red, I was like, no, nah, that, that certainly isn't nah, right. No, that ain't it. <laughs> yeah. Angelo Gross. Gross. Uh, between those three, that would be kind of my, my picks right now, I guess, if I had to handicap it. But there's still a lot to be sorted out uh, as it relates to the defensive backfield for the corners. The other two that they just added, uh, Kari Crump, KJ from Arizona. Uh, former Michigan native, actually, uh, from Pontiac, went to California, played at Culver City High, and then ended up uh, at Arizona. Was a three-star recruit. Had a couple of nice offers. Um, was I think an eighty-seven, ranked an eighty-seven by twenty-four-seven Sports. So you know, a decently high three-star. And then Marky Lowry Jr., who is coming over from Louisville. Um, both of these guys were the class of twenty twenty. And the way I'm approaching it, like neither of them saw the field, both pretty much true freshmen. Uh, Crump actually left the Arizona program after a few games, like didn't play and then was, I don't know if he was, I have no idea what happened, Uh, but just wasn't with the, the team after a few games. So they're, they're both pretty much like true freshmen, and I'm really looking at it as like they just added two more defensive backs to their high school recruits this year. Yeah, they'll have a little bit more experience, a little bit more time in the weight room. But like these dudes, uh, Lowry's like 165 pounds coming out of high school, and Crump was like 155. <laughs> so, Do you have uh, a read on either of yeah. those two guys, though? Because like I'm not going to claim to no. know much about these no. two guys, but yeah, it's, it's simply put, no. like, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, they, they both have – decent tape where you watch it and you're like, okay, I can see right. why they're division one prospect, but like they haven't sniffed the field at college. I have no idea why they transferred. I have no idea if it went wrong on their end, coaches end, what happened. They wanted to move. They wanted, they didn't like their position coach, whatever. No idea. But I, I'm just looking at them as both basically like members of the class of 2021. We'll see if they can develop into something in a year or two. I'm not looking for either of those guys to make any sort of impact uh, immediately, but they're both intriguing prospects. Like I said, Crump was an 87 on 24-7. Lowry was like a two-star at Rivals, which is why his composite's so low. Uh, But 24-7, yeah, 24-7 had him as an 86, the number 26 player in North Carolina, whereas the composite had him all the way down at 50. So... To me, that seems like a little bit of like, you know, maybe there's some hidden gem potential there. Like I'm looking at the players in the state of North Carolina all around him in 24-7 state rankings. And a bunch of them went to North Carolina. 
Um, one below him went to Oregon, NC State, Wake Forest, Illinois, Duke, Wake Forest, Syracuse, Wisconsin, Wake Forest, Virginia. Like he's right in the middle of a bunch of D1 players, um, but he's just way lower in the composite rankings. I don't know if rivals didn't get a good scout on him or ESPN didn't rank him or like what happened there. Uh, but 24-7, yeah, thought decently highly of him. Uh, and he's someone who was a wide receiver mostly in high school, converted to defensive back late, and is now going to be a, a DB in college. So maybe there's a learning curve there. And like I said, he was 165 pounds. So that probably factors into his valuation uh, as well. But yeah, they're both intriguing uh, defensive back prospects for sure. Will, is it is it time, Will? <laughs> is it is it is it time to talk the one, the only, Ben Van Summeren, Will? It is. Oh man, it's 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 finally come after what a week, week and a half <laughs> 19... with, with dragging this out. <laughs> it's it's yeah, no longer just, a bit. Um, yeah, teasing it forever. It. On tomorrow's show, we'll talk about that. No, um, <laughs> no, it was a good. Uh, job by Michigan State to land him. Uh, yeah, he left Michigan because he didn't play. Also, he was starting for them, and then they changed their defense midseason and started using two linebackers or sometimes even one linebacker, and he was the third linebacker. So he kind of just got phased out by the new defense, and they brought in a new defensive coordinator, and my guess is what he heard in terms of scheme he didn't exactly like. And uh, that's why he decided to leave. So it's not like he can't play at all. You know, he was like the first reserve linebacker for Michigan, which is fine. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm not sure, like, if I'm penciling him in as a like a starter day one. But at the very least, very least, he'll provide solid experience depth. Perfect. And <laughs> and absolutely challenge for a starting spot on a team that really had like two linebackers in the entire room <laughs> before yeah. Van Summeren got Dude, there. Totally. Yeah. Like we had the conversation however many weeks ago, like if he came here, would that, would that be nice? And my yeah. stance is still the same, man. Yeah. We need bodies. Like if, if you mm -hmm. have a 24 seven profile and linebackers, your position, like I, I want you like that's get in here. That's that's the baseline for me to, to get excited. But no, on a more serious note, like you do bring up that, yeah, he did start at Michigan. The defense did change a little bit, and now he's coming on over here. And what also doesn't hurt, too, is that, you know, his younger brother is a very highly regarded recruit. Of course, mm -hmm. um, you know, little ragtag Clemson is going after him. Uh, so we <laughs> might be swimming upstream here on this battle. But you know what? Well, uh, unless they have a, just a horribly fractured uh, relationship uh, between the two siblings, <laughs> I don't think it hurts to necessarily have it doesn't. any slants. And so it doesn't hurt that recruit standpoint and also to like an actual football. Hey, we need linebacker standpoint. Yeah, it's uh, mm -hmm. exciting. Yeah. In terms of his on field ability, there's not a ton of tape on him. He's don't care. Don't definitely. <laughs> he's definitely a solid athlete. I think he'll be someone that can do a good job. Uh, in run support, he's he's big. He's very strong. He has a forty plus inch vertical. Somehow, gotcha. Seems like a pretty explosive athlete. Uh, I did notice a, a little bit in coverage. It's like okay, that's not great. But again, he didn't get many reps in coverage uh, at Michigan, and I'm not sure if it's any worse than what Michigan State had 
<laughs> linebacker last year in coverage because right. that is a spot they really, really struggled at. And despite that, they were able to have a pretty good pass defense thanks to you know using five defensive backs and having a, a decent set of uh, corners and safeties. So I just someone who has experience playing college football, has started Big Ten games at a big-time program, and, you know, has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, Matt. Oh, yeah. Probably a little, probably a little chip. Yeah. Might, be, uh, might be fired up to play Michigan next year. I think it's, it's, it was a no-brainer ad. They beat out Indiana, pretty good at football these days. Yeah. Uh, they beat out West Virginia, and they beat out, I think it was Arizona was the other team that were in his yep. like final group. So Arizona. Yep. You know, a solid group of Power 5 teams that were vying after services in Michigan State was uh, able to land him. So I think that'll be a good add. Him and Kimbra are the two from this most recent batch that are certainly the most immediate impact. And then we'll see down the line uh, with the other guys, uh, with Crump and with Lowry, or with Crump and with Lowry, if they're able to uh, eventually contribute. But yeah, they are not, uh, not wasting any spots, Matt. They're going to use all those initial scholarships. I uh, still need a tight end too, Will, so uh, they're not done yet. Oh, they are not done yet. Yeah, there's still like five more to go. Yep. I would love for just one of those to go to another linebacker and another to a tight end. and Yeah. And three, they, they anyway, might, you want to choose. They they might need a tight end. We'll see their unconfirmed rumors and reports, but we'll uh, we'll see if that shakes out eventually. All right, that's going to do it for us here on Locked on Spartans. Join us tomorrow where we will uh, preview another basketball game. <laughs> yeah, preview Indiana. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's so much basketball, I just need a breath. <laughs> it's like stressful basketball, too. I... Oh, it is. It's the worst. I hate like, this. Why can't they be locked in as a four seed? Like, ugh. God, I, 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 will never, I will never complain about that ever again. I will never no. fret about, no. like, oh, if they win this, it could be a three. and Never the rest of my life. In the tournament, baby. Um, yeah, we'll do that on tomorrow's show. So won't you join us then rate review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Lockdown Spartans wherever you get your podcast, Matt. Well, happy March, everyone. This is March 1st. And Will, we actually got a friend of the podcast uh, on this whole fact here today in my calendar. Uh, in March, Mm. 2019, Donnie Trosper placed first overall to lead Michigan State's men's golf team to the title at the Colleton River Collegiate Tourney. Actually, Donnie just wrapped up his third PGA event over the weekend, Puerto mm-hmm. Rico Open. Uh, didn't go too well for him. However, his first round, he did shoot one under, which is his first yeah. sub-par PGA round ever for the former Spartans. So, shout to Donnie Trosper there. Better things to come in the future for him. So, all right, guys. Hopefully better things to come for MSU basketball, too. Go Green.